So, so Friday was quite e emotional. My wife, quite emotional actually for uh, both of us. You know, just like just thinking of that again. What you know, like how this year looked and what we had to go through. And obviously, I mean, obviously, it would have been great to celebrate the baby boy's first birthday. Um, I mean, that's reality. But just reflecting back over this year, like, I am astounded by God's grace and His goodness and His faithfulness. And just that thing of God leading us into the fire through suffering, through hardship, like, without that, God, like, like God is not going to refine our faith without the fire. Like, as Ross preached that two weeks ago about God leading us into the fires with, with, with Daniel and, and his friends, that's where Jesus was. Like, they had to go into the fire. They had to go into hardship. They had to meet God there. And they didn't know if God was, was, was going to save them. And sometimes he doesn't. Like, I mean, we saw a lot, like, our pregnancy was fine. And then, like, the Monday, there were problems. And the Thursday, like, he, yeah, we had a, a miscarriage. So, just because... Like, I think sometimes we think if I surrender this to God, if I'm willing to go through the fire, God will spare me. But actually, He doesn't sometimes. He doesn't. And that's okay. And um, He's with us. And He comforts us and He gives us grace. Um, and He reveals His faithfulness to us. And He, he, he sanctifies us. Um, Andrew said in this week or last week, he shared a Facebook post where he was speaking about how God sanctifies our faith through suffering, and that is exactly what he does. So just to be encouraged, guys, like, um, we are meant to go through the fire, we are meant to go through hardship, um, and God is so faithful, and he's so good, and he takes us through it. And I don't even want to say he makes us stronger, because he don't. I think what I've realized is how broken and sinful I am, and how actually I need God's grace even more now. But anyway, so, walking by the Spirit, what does that mean? Um, and kind of, I want to share this message just on the back of the Escaping Babylon series we did with Andrew Selly. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, Andrew Selly who leads Josh Jane, he did an online series this last six or seven weeks just about escaping Babylon and the Babylon system of this world and how we must be careful and we must have discernment and, and have wisdom and how we must make sure that we don't get caught up, up into Babylon. Um, so I just want to share kind of that as the backdrop. Like, what does that mean in terms of escaping Babylon, walking with, with the Spirit? Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. So, so we need to realize that we cannot come out of Babylon by ourselves. Um, Andrew Steli, during the, his, his series, he frequently used that passage about uh, Satan masquerading as an angel of light. So it looks good. It looks like it's from God. It looks like God's kingdom, but actually it is not. Um, and this question is, how do we discern? How do we come out of Babylon if it looks good, if it looks like God? Like, how do we navigate our, our way through it? And not, I don't want to say the answer, but the, the thing that I felt God saying to us as a congregation is that we need to walk in the Spirit. In order to come out of Babylon, we need to walk in, in the Spirit. Um, and there are kind of three things which I want to say, um, which works hand in hand. And it's not like 30%, 30%, 30%. It's all three of those all the time, frequently in, in our daily lives. And the one is, as I've mentioned, we need to walk with the Holy Spirit. The Bible calls him our great counselor. 
So we need the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide us into all truth. The Bible says that He will guide us into all truth. That's one thing. The other thing is we need to, to read the Word of God, like we need to read the Word of God, so that we know the truth and that we know God and that we know His ways. And the other thing is that we need the church. We need this um, to love us and to hold us accountable, and not only on a Sunday, but in our daily lives. And those three ingredients, I believe God, in His grace, would actually lead us out of Babylon and, and prevent us from thinking like a Babylon. But this morning, I want to focus on the Holy Spirit. So I just thought it's, it's, it's good just to say we need to read the Word of God, we need the church, and we need the Holy Spirit. So um, this morning, yeah, we're going to focus on, on the Holy Spirit, who is the one who guides us in our daily lives. So obviously, we need, to word of, we need to read the Word of God, and we need the church. But in our nine-to-five jobs, like in our daily lives, when, you, when we all go to work, like we can't necessarily read the Word then, because we're obviously working. Uh, and obviously, you don't necessarily have the church or the people around you. So in that time, in our nine-to-five lives, we need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to guide and to lead us and to give us a sermon and to give us wisdom. Um, so I actually want to read Galatians 5 with you guys. This will kind of be the main scripture that you used this morning. So it's Galatians 5, verse 16 to 25. So, so, so I say, live by the Spirit. So live by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature or of the flesh. Can't see for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So live by the spirit, be, being led by the spirit. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition. I mean... Some of that stuff is quite obvious, but the other ones are not. Like, selfish ambition is kind of a hard thing. Like, you don't always pick up selfish ambition. Um, dissensions, factions, and envy. Drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, again, living by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So let us keep in step with the Spirit. So what, what does that mean? Um, and I remember God kind of started talking to me about walking with the Spirit. It actually happened a few years ago. And it was actually through two big things that that happened. The, the one was a conversation with Robin Scott. Now, those that are new, Robin Scott used to be an elder, a lovely man, like loves the Lord. Um, he used to be an elder here in, in, in Weinberg, they're actually in East London now. And I remember a, a few years ago, I'm a school teacher, so my life works in terms. And at the end of the first term of that year, I was broken. Um, I was at the end of myself, like, uh, like there was stuff in my heart, there was sin that, that, that was fit, making me feel condemned. Uh, it felt like I was running around like a headless chicken. I don't even know where that saying comes from, but it, I felt like that. I was running around. I was, I was sickling just to spin all the plates that I had, had to keep up, and I really was not doing well. And then on top of that, at that stage, I wasn't really spending time with the Lord, and that made me feel even more condemned. Um, so I really just was not doing well. And then I went to have, have a chat with him one evening at his house, and he was saying 
like Esther, like I see that you are busy and like I have compassion for you, but you need to start looking for, for God during your day. So obviously quiet time is important. We need to spend time with the Lord, but he was saying it goes even further than that. Like sometimes we can't do quiet time. Sometimes we are busy and we are at the end of ourselves. We need to, you need to start looking for God during your, your day. You need to start inviting him into your space. You know, like our nine to five work, uh, lives when we're at, at work or at home, for some of us. Um, you need to start looking for opportunities to spend time with Him during the, your day. And that was an absolute eye-opener for me. Like, I've heard it before, but it was just like, I felt like in that moment, the Holy Spirit really just gave me a desire and opened my eyes of, of, of my heart to actually go, that actually does make sense. Like, God is calling me to, to look for Him during my day, my nine to five life. Um, so what I started doing, as I said, I'm a school teacher, so we have rugby fields. So I remember when I have, a, have an off period or during a break time, I would go for walks around the field, just singing or praying or just inviting the Holy Spirit into my space. Um, back in the day, well, I'm saying the day, but this was like three years ago, uh, I used to teach phys ed, and we used to teach the boys how to swim. And guys, grade nine boys can't swim. They think they can swim, and then they jump in the pool and they can't swim. So we had to teach them how to swim. And I remember the, the swimming pool was about two to three minutes walk from the school building. So, one, so I'll teach one class, they would leave, and then obviously I would wait for the other class to come. And during that three or four minutes, I was alone at the pool, and I, and I just felt the stirring in my heart just to invite the Holy Spirit into that space. So I remember I would, I would sit there and I would start singing, obviously not too loudly, but I would start singing and just inviting the Holy Spirit in, in, into that space. <laughs> I don't want to look like a wacko, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, so God really started just to give me a desire just to spend time with Him during my day, to look for op opportunities during my day, to, to walk with Him. To actually, like, what, what Robin said was to be intentional with the Holy Spirit during the, the day, not, not just in blocks. And then the other thing that also shaped this thing in my heart was, it was actually in the same week, which was also awesome, that was the last week of, of that term. And that Saturday, so schools closed on the Friday. So that Saturday, I was invited with a few others. Lisa was there, I remember. I think Nicola as well. We, I was invited to a prophetic equip training time with Merv and, and Melani. And I was not keen to go because I was it's like, yes, this is the first day of my holiday. I'm tired, as I've mentioned. And now I have to go to this church thing, which I'm not keen for. Um, but I just felt God saying, like, go, Esther. And I said I, I was going to go. So I was like, let's commit to this. Let's go. And it was amazing. Um, and I remember Milani talking. Uh, for those that don't know Milani, she's a, a prophet in our movement. Um, yeah, so she has ministered here before. Mervis, which I think some of you or most of you might know, was also there. And I remember Milani going talking about this thing, walking with God in our daily lives. And, and she said, like, and this absolutely blew my mind, God has a desire to walk with us, um, that Jesus calls us his friends. And that, again, I've heard that before, but that just struck me. And that is the foundation of walking with God, knowing that he wants to walk with us. I think sometimes, like, we feel like we need to twist God's arm or we need to prove ourselves or whatever, but actually Jesus calls us his friends and God wants to walk with us. He has a desire to walk with us. Um, 
Yeah, so the foundation of walking with God is that He desires to walk with us. Um, and the other thing that she also mentioned was God doesn't want us to live from a revelation or encounter to a revelation. So obviously it's good to have a, a, a revelation, it's good to encounter God, but actually He calls us to walk even deeper than that. So He doesn't want us to only live from encounter to encounter or revelation to revelation, but actually He wants to walk with us daily. And up until that point, that was kind of my life. Like, like I felt, you know, like I would be in church and during worship I would experience God or have an encounter or a revelation of His love and that would kind of drive me until the next time that happened. But actually, God calls us to walk with Him on, on a daily basis. And don't, I mean, I'm, like we need to have encounters and we need to have revelation, but that should not be at the cost of walking with God daily. There's something deeper and more... Um, not spiritual, but just like maturity in, in, in walking with God on a daily basis. Um, so God wants us to invite Him into our daily, like nine to five jo um, lives, into the boring, mundane areas of, of our lives. Like, and just for me, I'm, as I said, I'm a teacher and I'm an Afrikaans teacher, so I have a lot of marking and then sometimes I'm just like, yes, like I can't believe I have to mark. Like I hate marking. But I've, I've experienced God just like in those moments, like just the Holy Spirit coming, not over, like I can just experience His presence and I just go, Holy Spirit, like I know I have to walk, I have to be faithful, just come and just, yeah, reveal your uh, presence to me. And that does obviously not take away the marking, but <laughs> it's about being intentional and, and inviting the Holy Spirit into, into those areas. Um, because I, we sometimes live in blocks, eh? We... We spend our quiet time, and then and this has happened to me, and then you go through the entire day, and then at four or five o'clock, you get home, and you're like, I haven't thought about God once. I haven't invited Him into my life once today. I've been running around, and I haven't even, like, I, I haven't even been intentional with Him. Um, yeah, and then a picture that Milani used as she was talking is she used this dance analogy. So she was saying, and I'm sure you guys have heard it from her as well. Like, if God is, if we are dancing with God, so He's obviously leading. So as a husband would, would lead his wife on the dance floor, God wants to lead us in our daily lives. Um, and all we need to do is we need to keep in step with Him, as we just read as well. So as God leads us in our daily lives, as we dance with God, we must keep in step with Him. And every now and again, we lose our focus. We don't focus on Him. We focus on other stuff. Or we, and then we step on His toes or we lose rhythm. Or, or something happens where we, we, we break off this rhythm or this dancing with God. And what we do is we run away. But instead, God wants us just to quickly say, sorry, Lord, and just repent if, if you need to and just carry on again. Just keep in, in, in step with Him. And that was such a like, useful picture for, for me. And then at the end of, of that meeting, Mervis started worshiping and he said, let's just take like a few moments and let's... If, if you feel disconnected from the Lord or if you feel distanced from the Lord, just use this time, just reconcile, bring what you need to before Him and let's just, you know, carry on from there. And obviously, as I said, I wasn't doing well at that stage in my life. And as we started worshiping, I was, just, I was praying and I just felt like God giving me this picture of me dancing with Him. And, you know, like we all do, I lost, like I took my eyes off Him or I stepped on His toe and instead of carrying on dancing, I broke off and I ran into the, cor the corner and I was just so ashamed um, 
just of, of, of what I've done. And I just, in this picture, I just felt God like walking towards me and inviting me to, go, to dance with him again. And, I, and, and in my picture, I was like, God, I can't. Like, look at my sin. I'm broken. I don't deserve it. And I just felt God saying, Esteban, but find me in those areas. Find me in your sin. Find me in your brokenness. Um, I'm there with you. And that absolutely, I mean, I, yeah, that changed my life. Because I realized that as we walk with God on a daily basis, as, he, as we invite him in, like he wants to be invited into our brokenness. He wants to be invited in our sin. How, I mean, that sounds crazy, but he does. He's the one that, that sets us free from sin. He's the one that brings freedom. So why won't we in, in, invite him in? And I just felt like God just breaking that condemnation and, and that shame over me by actually just allowing him into my brokenness, allowing him into my sin. And what that caused is when I was getting frustrated with a boy at school or, or with one of my colleagues or whatever, or when I was not being gentle, something God has been speaking to me about being gentle, um, I just, instead of going, oh, Lord, I'm so broken and I sin, and we are broken and we do sin, but just then actually going, Holy Spirit, I invite you into this place. Just come with your presence. Fill me with your grace. I repent of my sin. And in that way, actually just to keep in step with him and then just carrying on. Does that make sense? Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, gentleness, people. It's a fruit of the Spirit, I'm just saying. Um, yeah, so God wants to intentionally walk with us. And he is the one that, that gives us a desire to walk with him. Um, and over the years, um, like as we all do, like there are stuff, there are problems, which I call them problems, or there's stuff that hinders us from, from, from walking with, with the Lord or with the Holy Spirit. And I just want to share two stuff that, um, that's been my kind of battle that I had to push through. And the, the one is, and because I'm a school teacher, I love it when stuff is organized in place, when there are, there's a system or there's a formula or there's a structure, I love it. Um, and actually, like when we walk with the Holy Spirit, we can't have that. We can't have a formula going, if I do, in, in terms of walking with the Spirit, if I do this, you know, the Spirit is going to do this and this is going to be the outcome. Or if I follow these five steps in walking with God, then I'll be fine. It doesn't work like that. There are no systems, there are no formulas, there's no structures in terms of how to walk with God. Like, um, uh, yeah, just want to share this, this uh, scripture in terms of this John 3 verse 8. <clears throat> it's with Jesus. He's speaking to Nicodemus and he says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So if we walk with God, if we are full of the Spirit, then we're going to be like the wind. Like God is going to lead us and He's going to do stuff and He's going to change direction on us. And it's going to be hard because we all like systems, we all like formulas. But, but we just need to follow the, the Lord. Like we need to keep in step with Him. So there's no... And I, like this week in, in, in preparing for this, I wanted to be very careful in saying like... Like, I, I don't want to give a system or a formula or these five steps. Like, I really believe, like, the Holy Spirit is, is like the wind, and He does whatever He wants, when He wants, how He wants. And all we need to do is just keep in, in step with Him. And then I just want to, I just want to bring Babylon and escaping Babylon and all that just 
in, in here, just to kind of yeah, realign our focus again. The only way we are going to get out of Babylon and get Babylon out of us is through the Holy Spirit. But when we try to have a formula or a structure in place of how to escape Babylon, instead of walking with the Spirit, two things can happen. So in terms of, so we've all hopefully watched this Escaping Babylon series, and there might be a desire in us to go, yes, God, I don't want to be caught up into this. But if we don't walk in the Spirit, if God doesn't lead us out of Babylon, two things can happen. And the one is, we become self-righteous legalists. Um, and we, we, we just try to follow a bunch of rules. So we go, God, I really want to get out of Babylon. I really don't want to be caught up in, into this world system. So therefore, I'm going to follow these rules. And this will help me not fall into, into Babylon. And the definition of a legalist is a legalist advocates a system of laws that rigidly prescribes punishments and rewards for specific behaviors. So we will either become self-righteous when we think we are doing well and, and we are following the bunch of rules that we think we should, or we feel condemned and unworthy when we don't. Um, and that is the danger of, of trying to walk in God's ways without the Spirit. It becomes a bunch of rules, do's, don'ts, and you either become self-righteous, full of pride, because you're thinking, yes, I'm doing well, or you feel condemned and unworthy because you're not following a bunch of rules and you are not doing well. Does that make sense? Okay. The other thing, kind of the, the other side of that, of that is that we go, oh, you know what, there's no rules. We can do whatever we want. We can listen to whatever we want. We can do whatever we want. And we can fall into deception and we can fall into hyper-grace where we think we can do whatever we want. God's grace is enough. Uh, we don't have to follow any rules. We can listen to whatever we want, do whatever we want, think whatever we want. It uh, doesn't really matter. God's grace is, is sufficient. And again, that is also dangerous because, again, without walking with the Holy Spirit, we are going to, we will, we will fall into deception. Not maybe, we will fall in, into deception. So it is so important that we need, that, that we walk with the Spirit in order to escape Babylon and to live in freedom. It is the Spirit who, who, who brings freedom. It is the Spirit who's going to convict us and call us to, to repentance and lead and guide us and give us grace when we need it um, and show us how we think like Babylon. Um, we can't follow rules. We can't throw everything out there that we know and say, oh, it uh, doesn't really matter. Um, 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17, it says, <clears throat> Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So God is going to give us freedom as we walk with the Holy Spirit. And then, so that's one, one thing, one problem. We try to follow formulas or a, a system. <coughs> Sorry, guys. Drink some water. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Okay, cool. Um, uh, the, the, the other thing which we do, and this is such a big thing for me, even still, even this week, just going, oh man, is self-reliance and doing stuff out of our own strength. Um, so this might be, you know, like you, you might sit here and you might go, yes, I have such a desire to walk with Holy Spirit. And then you try to walk in with Holy Spirit out of your own strength. And, and you start striving for, for that. And I can't tell you, even now, how many times God has convicted me of that, like doing stuff out of our own strength. Um, and the thing is, our own strength equals pride, right? So 
<coughs> if we try to do stuff out of our own strength, we think we can do it, and that is pride. Um, and the Bible does say God opposes the, the, the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And that is such a scary scripture for me over the years, because oppose means He comes against you. So God opposes the proud doesn't mean He leaves you alone. It means He comes against you, because you're relying on your own strength. And the gospel is, is about us not doing, being, being able to do anything out of our own strength. Um, so God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. If we just, sorry, can we just put up that Galatians 5 again? I, I just want to quickly show, show something. Sorry, fast one on you. Um, so it says, live, live by the Spirit. So it is the, the, the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of your sinful nature. Just quickly go to the next page, please, Don. Um, so the acts of the sinful nature, or other translations, will say the works of the flesh. So that is our works, right? So that sinful nature is what we do out of our own strength. And that is what our own strength leads to. All those works are of, of, of the flesh. And then... Um, just go to, sorry, Clive, just to, But the fruit of the Spirit. So who, who produces that fruit in us? The, the Spirit, right? So, so we need to realize we can't do stuff out of our own strength. We can't walk with, with God out of our own strength. We can't come out of Babylon out of our own strength. It needs to be the Spirit. And we need to not rely on our own strength. Actually humble ourselves. And as we humble ourselves, God gives us grace. And as we do that, the Spirit, sorry, sorry, the Spirit produces that fruit in us. We can't pr pr produce that. I can't be patient to, today. I can't decide tomorrow morning I'm going to be patient. I mean, and then Elena doesn't sleep well or something like that, and then I'm definitely not patient. So, so it's a Holy Spirit who, who do, does the, the work in us as we humble ourselves. And we need to continually be aware of trying to do stuff out of our own strength. Charles Spurgeon said this. This is such a cool quote. One of my friends actually sent it to me this week. <clears throat> it says, do not become self-sufficient. Self-sufficiency is Satan's net where he catches men like poor silly fish and destroys them. Be not self-sufficient. The way to grow strong in Christ is to become weak in yourself. God pours no power into man's heart till man's power is all poured out. Live then daily a life of dependence on the grace of God. And that is so beautiful. Like we need to daily um, humble ourselves before the Lord um, and not rely on our own strength to do stuff. So I kind of want to almost land this. And, and, and the question I, I asked myself this week is like, where are you from here? Like I want to be so careful in saying this is how we walk with the Spirit because like I don't know how God... Will, will, will work with you. Like, I mean, obviously we need to be obedient and we need to read the Word of God and, and stuff like that. But in our nine to five jobs all day, that will be different for everyone. So I definitely don't want to live, give you guys a list of do's and don'ts. Um, so yes, how I actually just want to land is it is the Holy Spirit who gives us a desire to walk with Him. Like we can't have the desire out of our own strength our own sinful nature. It's the Holy Spirit who gives us a desire to walk with Him. 
like he did with me in my conversation with, with Robin and the time with Milani. Like the Holy Spirit in that conversation and in that prophetic time, it was the Holy Spirit who gave me a, a desire to open my eyes to walking with him. I didn't think uh, uh, about that. It, it was him. Um, so I think the proper response which we should have now and every day is we need to humble ourselves because God gives grace to the humble. And we need to ask God to come stir our hearts and give us a desire to walk with Him. And I think that's a good place to start your day, every day, is to go, God, I realize I can't walk with you out of my own strength. Um, please, Lord, come give me a desire to walk with you. Come stir my heart, Holy Spirit, to walk with you. Come make me intentional during my day. And guys, like, I can tell you, like God, as I've mentioned in the start, God wants to walk with us. Like, there have been so many times, even... Last week, Thursday, I was on my way somewhere, or this, week, this past Thursday, and even in the car, I wasn't like, you know, like being all spiritual, speaking in tongues or worshipping, I was just like driving, and I just felt like the Holy Spirit's presence in the car, and He started speaking to me, just, yeah, just uh, about family stuff, and it was, and in that moment, I was just like, Lord, like, I don't deserve this, like, why are you speaking to me? And God just reminded me again, it's Him that wants to walk with us. So we need to humble ourselves, not rely on our own strength. And then just the last scripture that, that I almost want to end off with is Ezekiel 36. Clive, you're, you're on fire. <clears throat> I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. And as I've been reading up on, 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 on walking with the spirit, um, John, John Piper, I came across an article where, where John Piper said this concerning this scripture. He says, this, when we walk by the Spirit, we experience the fulfillment of this prophecy. The Holy Spirit produces in us desires for God's ways that are stronger than our fleshly desires. So as we walk with Him, as He stirs our heart, as we humble ourselves, He gives us a desire to walk with Him. He gives us desires to rather do things his way than our ways. And this, he causes us to walk in God's statues. Um, but I also just want to say, I think it's important to mention that as God gives us a desire, as he stirs our heart, as he, as he reveals himself to us, it is so important that we, that we not react well, but that we are faithful in, in, in what he tells us. So God does all the work in a sense. He gives us a desire as we humble ourselves. But there is this thing of us being faithful, right? So we need to be faithful when God speaks to us. So if God calls you, if God convicts you, repent. If He asks you to do something, be obedient. If He gives you grace to love someone, love someone. Like it, it's, it's important that we cultivate this relationship with God. And it's almost in the sense of that thing of um, if He can entrust us with little, He can entrust us with much. Uh, as we cultivate this relationship with, with God, as He gives us the, the a desire to walk with Him, and as we are obedient in, in, in walking with Him, He will give us more of Himself. And as He gives us more of Himself, and as we are faithful in that, He will give us more of Himself. So there is, a, a, in a sense, a responsibility that we carry, but e e even that is through God's grace. Even that is not out of our own strength. God gives us the grace to walk with Him. Um, so seeing that I'm a school teacher, I just want to kind of summarize what I've been saying. <laughs> um, so just kind of just a few pointers is he does the work as we humble ourselves. 
He does the work as you know, ourselves. We don't do this out of our own strength. Um, be careful not to fall in any systems or formulas just because God spoke to you in a way yesterday does not mean he's going to do the same today. He's like the wind and we must be like the wind. Um, so don't fall into any systems or, or formulas. Ask him to give us a desire to walk with him. So ask him, ask him, ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come give me a desire to walk with you. Help me, like, help me to be intentional with you. And as he, he, he does that, um, just be obedient. Just walk with him. Cultivate that relationship. I was going to do the response time, but I felt God already did something before I preached. So I'm going to hand over to Ross because I'm not exactly sure how to end this. <laughs> Thanks, guys.